The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town, which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades, as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And as always, shampoo and conditioners are two for $20, and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil shampoo paraben and sulfate free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great and as always you can find blue roaming around the shop so give them a call at 405-269-8590 or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. I won't blame you. I'll blame the weather. Um, I got like some kind of a sinus plug up. Miserable. A headache. I feel fine except like I got a lot of sinus pressure. Yeah. I got a headache. My nose is a little runny at night. Yep. Won't go so away. So you got the thing that 95% of Oklahomans are going through. Yeah, but I feel fine other than that. Yeah. It's just irritating. That was me last week, dude. Yeah. Uh, we got a fun uh, podcast lined up for you. It's a fun show, but uh, I guess you can call it that, depending on how you look at it. Uh, we got uh, we got some stuff to dive into. We're going to be talking a little Oklahoma State football, mainly uh, mm-hmm. mainly just like recruiting stuff. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna like talk about unsubstantiated rumors, but we can discuss and kind of what we think about it. I thought those were your favorite. I thought that's what you got up in the morning and just searched for what new rumor can I dive and put all of my OSU faith mm-hmm, into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We yeah. don't know anybody like that, do we? No. No. Not a one. Um, we're going to do a you, – you mentioned this on your way up. We're going to do a fun little um, – like a yeah. Christmas wish list almost. Yes. Of uh, five, recruiting, uh, five recruits that we would like or storylines that we would like to come to fruition. Because yeah. uh-huh. um, we're going to cheat a little bit on, on two of these, so – not gonna, not gonna give that away just yet. But we're gonna cheat on a few of these. Um, and what gonna, is guaranteed, correct, is that we will record this, and something, will and happen. something will drop. <laughs> the opposite of whatever. It's kind of like our, I think our quarterback guessing percentage Ugh. was, I think zero. Um, yes. Yeah. Although Garrett did run out onto the field, or uh, yeah, he did run out onto the field against Iowa State. And then immediately turned right around and came off. I was like, to celebrate something or what? To uh, take that snap that uh, the gunner's helmet came off. And then he was like, get back her. And he turned around. And then Spencer went on. And it was just like, what world are we living in? That that really was. What are we doing? Uh, Yeah. And we're going to talk a little hoops. Uh, We don't have a lot of time today. We're kind of up against it. I got to record a radio show here in about an hour and 12 minutes. So uh, we're going to be a little short-winded today. But we're still going to get it done. Which is okay because last week we were very long winded. So yeah. this is going to like that, you know that right might in the be the that might be the longest we've done. Now Marshall and I, when we did it, we had some we had doozies, some long ones. Yeah, like nothing short of like one fifteen. Oh yeah, because like you start going and then it's just like oh yeah what about oh yeah what about oh well, yeah what about this? Sure. It's just like, oh my gosh! And then by the end of it, you're just pulling your hair out. Um, where do you, where do you want to start? I'll let I'll football let you. for sure. Definitely football. Oh um, yeah. Okay. That's a nice broad stroke. Well, no, I mean, football in in kind of a, there's so much talk, especially, I'm glad that we're doing this almost a week after the game because right after the game, I was was ready to walk in there and like go, and just as soon as I see a coach, yep, you're gone. 
Yep, yep, you're gone. Well, and, yep, you're and, gone. And right after that game, for the next well, two after to three I dried days, out, I was wet. That's true. Um, for like the next two to three days, it was, and and I understand it. All right, I mean, I'm I'm not so mindless that I can't that I can't sympathize and and look into yeah. my own fandom. I understand the frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are three games this year, and this is what's crazy because I've always said that I kind of thought Oklahoma State would be somewhere between seven and nine wins this year. You don't lose the amount of talent off the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You don't lose the offensive weapons that you do and expect to all of a sudden be back in the Big 12 championship game. But the season starts, you're number seven in the country, you beat Baylor on the road, they didn't end up being as good, but you still beat Baylor, you know, you played TCU, that's not a bad loss now, but you played them to double overtime, you beat Texas, and like you're riding high, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden here comes the crash. There are three games that you should have won. Yes. You should... Garrett Rangel did enough against Kansas. You beat Kansas. All of a sudden, you're at eight wins now. You beat OU. You ha- you, you should have beat OU, period. All of a sudden, you're at nine wins. There's no way you should have lost to West Virginia last week. Like, yeah. th- there's no excuse. There's no, well, injuries or wet. or Well, guess what? It was wet on the north side of the field. Mm-hmm. I know that. Ten wins right there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, instead of... Now, you're probably not in the Big 12 championship game, but... All of a sudden, you're at you're you're back in the, a New Year's Six, maybe, or you're in a probably not because I think Kansas State they're guaranteed in the sugar, um, but you're playing the cheesy, you're playing or the the you know you're in the next bowl, whatever that bowl is. I don't yeah, know, right. I'm, I'm, number three, yeah, whatever uh-huh. that is, you're in that bowl. So you're at ten wins. So after that game, especially losing how you lost to a bad, bad West Virginia team, yeah, you essentially lost on three plays. Absolutely, the the mindset is you're going to lose. All the good players, every mm-hmm. every player that's worth a damn at all, they're going to transfer out. The coaching staff needs to be turned over. Casey Dunn's going to be fired. Rattay's going to be fired. Charlie Dickey's going to be fired. You know, Derek Mason. I don't know why we signed him to a two-year contract that ended up being a one-year contract. You know, I just so it 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 is it is smart that we're going a week because everyone's had a chance to kind of simmer down. Now there's still those thoughts. There's still, well, I still think we're going to lose this person. I think we're going to lose this person. I think this coach has to be fired if they don't get fired, you know, but people have had a chance to breathe a little bit. They've had a chance to calm down a little bit, think a little bit more rationally. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. Now we, now we can look at each different angle and say, okay, this is where we're at here. This is where we're at here. This is where we could be here. Yeah. So on and so forth. To that point, uh, and I texted you this, Robert put out an article about, and and it's entitled portal, portal rumors, more recruiting news and bowl game rumors too. Without going into, cause it's a, it's a, it's a pay to read that one. Mm -hmm. And the number of viewers on that is fantastic. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, Without going into you know all the details that he has in there, first off, I, I texted you that every now and then, I mean, Robert has such good ties into the, the coaching staff, into the university, that a lot of times he has to be very guarded on, on what it is that he reports. Um, and, and he says this on his, on his um, radio station, so this isn't anything new that I'm revealing here. But every now and then... And and you love to see it. You love to see it whenever Tiger Woods would play really well. You love to see it when, when uh, when Tom Brady plays really well. That every now and then you get a guy who just needs to flex his muscles a little bit yeah. and show, hey, I don't just report rumors. I don't. But he pretty much goes through here and talks about each one that he's quote heard. But what you what the overall thing there, the coaching staff is out trying to make next year's team better mm-hmm. right now. I think that's what I think to me that's what blows my mind the most. 
is you talk about that and you you kind of tie that into so I'm not saying that this is the same team as last year, right? You lose uh, you lose an NFL corner. You lose a corner to LSU who's going to play in the NFL, who is balling out at LSU. You lose a lot. You lose two linebackers to the NFL, one who's playing for a chance to be named the defensive rookie of the year. You lost uh, a safety to the you lost two safeties to the NFL who got injured, so they're not playing the NFL. But you lost two there. You lost one to Ohio State and one. Um, one to Ohio State who's going to play in the NFL. You lost some good pieces off the defensive line. And so it just it wasn't going to be as good. But this is the same coaching staff that coached to 12-2 uh, and two last year. Very good. It, it, to think that this coaching staff is just setting back. They don't care. You know, well, I'm making $7 million, so I'm, I'm just fine. That's not the case. Mike isn't just sitting back saying, well, whatever happens, happens. You know, oh, well. We're going to run the same plays next year that we've run every other year. I don't think that's going to be the no, case. So. I, and you can only look at injuries so far before it's fine, you know, before you just can't use it as an excuse anymore. But that, that was a big issue this year. You can only call certain plays based on injuries. The depth was decimated. I mean, to set back and just say that, that these coaches just don't care, it, you know, well, 2023 class, not a lot of pieces in that. Well, it's because they can't. There, there's not a lot of pieces. There, there are not a lot of scholarships left. I mean, it's not like they signed 10 or 11 guys and they're just, well, we're done recruiting the 2023 class. You know, the reason they've picked back up in the 23 classes, there's pieces to go after. There's scholarships open or whatever it might be. They're focused on, they're focused on that, but they're also focused on the 2024 class. Mm-hmm. They're focused on bringing in transfers. Like you can't just sit there and say none of this makes none of it matters because they're making seven million dollars. I think there's some legitimacy though to things do need to change. Sure, there are things that need to change. I we, would t- agree. we we talked about that last week. Um, we talked about that at the beginning of the season. That whenever we were trying to figure out, remember whenever we were trying to figure out who was going to. Who was going to run the ball the most? Yeah. You know, when we were playing that game, we need to go back and figure out who won, by the way. Um, when was that? Like early, early? No, that was the season preview. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, we did the top three. Who's going to finish? I think I said Spencer. Yeah, you, sped, you said Spencer won. Uh, I think I had Dom won, and then it was kind of, we were going to figure it out after that. But um, so even back then we knew, okay, you're going to have to get creative to have a running game here. Mm-hmm. And as the season went on, it got less and less creative uh, up until I know that they they tried to implement some things for Iowa State. I don't know how that how that went. This is one, that's kind of one of those deals where I go. So all of these line, all of these offensive linemen, I've never played offensive line. I have. Oh, sucks. So then you can speak to this. All of your days of offensive line play, did you only run one system? Or did you have, there was one year where we did this, there was another year where we did this. Now, I'm not saying you were doing it at the highest level. It was in middle school. Middle school. Okay, so we still had multiple, like, you're going to run here, we're going to throw here, we're going to, you know, there's different schemes, you know, depending on what team we're playing. This, you know, a a halfback dive isn't going to work against this team, so we're going to have to switch it up a little. Right. So Um, you're telling me that, that... they couldn't get into a room and go, hey, guys, okay, we're going to start running these. Here's what we're going to start doing. These two guards are going to pull, or this guard's going to pull along here with the tackle when mm-hmm. we called it. You're telling me they couldn't put that in in in, in, in a week? And and even if you start it with the Iowa State game, it wasn't ready the next week? No. You, you know, 
I don't know. That's one of those where, and I hear Gundy say it all the time, and I just get that's one where I go, I, I'm on the Tom Dorado side of like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, and and that's what frustrates fans the most, I think, because Mike Gundy will never ever, maybe when he retires and he writes a tell-all book with Robert, Michael never come out and say, well, we we understand that we need to run the ball. We know that you want us to run the ball. But guess what? This guy was injured. This guy was injured. This guy is just not good enough. And we know that he's not good enough, but we can't tell you he's not good right. enough. It, it's not going to work. And that's why it didn't work. It's not like we weren't trying. It's not like I made $7 million and I just didn't care to do it because I know I'm not going to get fired. We could not do it. And he'll never say that. And sure. that's what the fans want. The fans want him to go up there on a Monday and not talk about pretzels and yogurt or putting salt in his beer. They want to know why the hell the defense gave up 299 yards and 28 points in the first quarter to a dog-awful OU football team. Yeah. Mike no, you're right. has those answers, but he's not going. I mean, you're going to get coach speak every single week. So, you know, maybe he shouldn't get up there on a Monday and talk pretzels and yogurt and beer, but... He's not going to tell you exactly what. Like, and and here's the thing. And I'm not trying to. I'm not putting on orange colored glasses. I'm not trying to say. Well, my job depends on keeping OSU happy. But in its simplest form, what Mike gives you is what's wrong. Like injuries are a major issue. Sure, you can only use that as an excuse for so long. But in its bare simplest form, you can only do so much with the guys that you have. Yes, you should recruit well enough that your twos and then threes, your two can replace your one and your three can replace your two. But if you're having to pl- replace a one with a three and then the next week you're having to replace that three with the right guards four, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, like there's only so much you can do. You know, now the run game itself, like the running backs, yeah, Dom Dom was injured, you know, but I don't know. I mean, you've got to fix something. And I'm not saying, like, obviously John Wozniak can recruit. And he can be a hell of a football coach. And I'm not saying that that this was a bad year or that he's not a good coach or that they aren't good players here. But you didn't have a Jalen Warren. You didn't have a Chuba Hubbard. You look at it, you had, you know, and I lost. I I lost. You had um, the net. Spencer was 391. And net, Dom was 543. Now, Mm -hmm. the game. missed, what, two, three games? I played nine games. Yeah. Ollie's played in 12. Yeah. But which Ollie? I don't know which one, um, but he was. But he, say, he says that because on the OSU, there's two. The, on the OSU website, there's two. So, but, but if you look at the difference between Spencer and Dom, Dom played nine games. Spencer played ten. Dom had 149 carries for 573 yards with a net of 543. Spencer, and this is where things get a little wishy-washy with Spencer is. 10 games, 107 carries. He had 508 yards for a net of nine or three, 391. He lost 117 yards. Yeah. How many of those yards were lost because the offensive line couldn't protect? How many of those came on sacks? How many of those came on uh, plays like down in Norman where he rolls to the left and gets forces out 12 yards back because there's just nothing open and he's not going to take a hit? So, yeah, it's um, – Something has to change. And I'm not sitting yeah. here, like we said last week, I'm not going to sit here and, and call for uh, Charlie Dickey's job. I'm True. not going to say that Charlie Dickey needs or has to be fired, but something has to change. Whether that's whether that is personnel, whether that is coaching, whether, I don't know what it could be. Whether it's like Mike setting him down saying, listen, what you've been doing is not working. It is very evident. Now, yeah, you dealt with some injuries, but you had enough, and you couldn't do it. Now, whether that's we need to change the schemes or we have to drastically yes, alter the recruiting, 
Yeah, I don't know what it is, but something has to change because you can't average. What we say they averaged a, a carry this year, like three point seven, and that's is that with or without two ollies? Uh, that was because Ollie averaged five point three a carry this year. That was with two. So okay, so three point six. I mean, he only had right, 50, or, right, right, or between three and three and a half yards a carry. Yeah. You can't have that. Probably around three. When, and, a half, when you, yeah. and I'm not saying that you've got to go out and you're going to find another Barry Sanders or another Thurman Thomas or. Or, or Terry Miller or, you know, hell, even a Chuba in his 2,000-yard rushing season. But you can't have your quarterback be your second-leading rusher. If you are under the moniker of running back you, you should be able to go out and get those. Honestly, you yeah. should be able to. You're talking one, one running back, roughly, per class, sometimes two. This last year we had two. You should be able to go out and sit in a living room and say, we churn out NFL running backs. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. And your son is going to be the next one in three years, four years. Now, I do think that Ollie will pay. I think Ollie's going to be sure. Really good. Oh, yeah. The glimpses he had this year, you can't sit there. Like, if you look at the flashes that Ollie had this year compared to the flashes that Dom had last year, Dom had flashes in two games. He had, you, you've got, you're behind a guy like Jalen Warren, but. I, I think this is what Dom is. I, I think he, you know, if he comes back, which I'm not saying he's leaving, but if Dom decides to come back, I think you're going to get about what you saw from him. You're going to get, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. He's going to find the nearest defender, try to bowl him over. You know, he's not going to rush for 140 yards a game. That's just not his style. Now, now maybe no. maybe it could, but he's he is far enough into college that you, you got what you got with Dom. Now, I think with Jay Nixon, redshirt freshman, this was his first year actually running the ball or, or making plays. I think Jaden is going to be really good, but I, I think Ollie Gordon is going to be really good. Um, Did I, you know that every game that Dom played up until Texas – I want to talk about up until Texas. Yeah, the difference. The differences. Yeah. Up until Texas, Dom scored in every single game, mm-hmm. and then against Texas he had three. And that's, He was very but, good. But, and that's what you also get from a Dom is you get a nose for the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I don't – yeah, he I, finished with eight touchdowns this year. Yeah, I screenshotted the um, – well, okay, then he didn't get one after Texas. Beat. But going into – because I like playing the daily fantasy um, on the college football deal. Well, if you think about it, he uh, – no one scored at Kansas State. Um, you only had 13 against Kansas. And I think two, uh, two of those were field goals. Is that right? Touchdown and two field goals. I think it was a passing touchdown to Bryson Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was pretty much injured the yeah. rest of the season. So when, when he's in there, what he gives you, and, and earlier this year uh, we talked about that he's he's more along that you – know, Joseph Randall was a much better runner, pure runner, but he gives you that diversity. He gives sure. you that. And what I love is that Ollie gives you that as well. Ollie catches the ball out of the backfield really well. Uh, great hands. I got to meet his grandfather after the um, – what are you smiling about? Sorry, I was just thinking I, I, he's young, and it was cold, and it was wet. And they shouldn't have been throwing those passes to him in the fourth oh, quarter. No, that was, no, that, yeah, Ollie's going to be incredible. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, he gets to meet his, his grandfather after the game at Eskimo Joe's. We went over there and dried off. Um, How long were you there to dry off? We were there a little bit. We got, we got a lot of cups. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, but his, his grandfather, man, it was just it was great talking to him about – I get to ask him about the recruiting process for Ollie. Yeah. And – what it was that brought him to Oklahoma State. And you talk about – it's something that we don't think about with players. Everybody always talks about, okay, Denton Geyer. They've got um, – and I know he's not from there, but right. back in the day, J.W. Walsh and 
And uh, all those guys were coming from Denton Geyer year after year after year. We just kept getting guys. And it was like, well, they get to go play with people that, they, that they've played with before. Ollie knew about Oklahoma State because, not because of athletics, but because a lot of his friends from outside of athletics were coming to Oklahoma State. He already knew about Oklahoma State. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Oklahoma State gets in on him on recruiting. And his grandfather said, like, this is not like breaking news. Hey, to, you know, grandfather's always going to love on their kid. But he was like, as soon as Ollie got that offer, it was like, no, that's it. And so that's what's so fun. And I, Robert's talked about this a lot with Ollie's recruiting process because I, I don't, I don't want to like take credit for Pokes, you got for, for Pokes report. Oh, but Pokes okay. report got Ollie here. That's what I'm talking about. Marshall Evanson went down and covered him in two games. Now let's be real. That 300 plus yard rushing a, a game against Allen in the in the state semis or the state quarters is what got Ollie to Oklahoma State. But we got him on the radar. Um, but as soon as that offer went out and he commits, that's when people started to notice. That's when the offer started pouring in. And Ollie straight up told schools, I'm not interested. And, and that was the biggest concern is losing Ollie, but there was never any need for concern because Ollie was just like, I'm committed to Oklahoma State. I have no interest in going to your college at all. Like He didn't take visits. He didn't really talk to coaches. He just kind of said, I'm committed, and that's it. The the comforting part about that is the fact that you say, okay, he wants Oklahoma State. The the part that scares me a little bit is what Sam Chow said about she went straight to A and M sure. and then all of a sudden went, man, I never really got to be like recruited, and so I'm hoping that that he is that he sticks here. I mean, because that you're talking about an I think you're talking about an NFL talent, and it's oh, I just agree. I mean he hasn't even had a. Because let's see, he was a was he a summer guy? He wasn't last. He no, he was here because uh, he got hurt in the spring game. Yeah. So he's had one. He had the January with Rob Glass. Yeah. He didn't get the summer with Rob Glass. And he now he's he's going to continue to develop. Sure. But he looked good coming in. Oh no doubt. He he already yeah. like Kendall Daniels. He looked he was kind of like Kendall Daniels. He's big now. He Kendall's total. If you look at Kendall last year to this yeah. year, he's a different person. He was a basketball body, but. That's kind of how Ollie was. Ollie's what six two, six three, two ten, two fifteen, and Mike's like, yeah, he could play two fifty. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. You look at what he's done. I hope he, he doesn't play at two fifty. No, I don't think he Let's will. Go a really muscular two twenty. I was gonna say that. You get him to, you get him to like two twenty five, two thirty. Yeah, and he'll be unstoppable. Yeah, no, he's a big boy. So we were talking. Okay, injuries, and, yes. and I think I saw that there were thirty eight. 38. We talked about that. The, 38. In the two deep. Yeah. Uh, up to. Do you know how many TCU had? Did you hear? Uh-uh. Six. None. Are you talking about offensive? Are you talking about starting quarterbacks that they knocked out? No. Oh, oh, no. Sorry. In, in sorry. a row. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> in a row. Yeah. And they weren't dirty. I mean, no, I know. that's just a fluke thing. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So they had six total all year. This was on Robert's show. He was talking about this. Uh, none on the offensive line. They're offensive linemen, all five of them, and defensive linemen. All started every single game. How much would Mike Gundy pay in NIL money to have that right now? How much money does he make a year? <laughs> He'd pay that. So up until, really up until the I don't know, fourth quarter of the Texas game, OSU was in that injury. Uh, they were closer to that. Our team is totally different now than was in the yeah. Texas game. In the Texas game... You've got a ten, you've got a ten win team, 
now you have four. <laughs> it's a four-win team right now, maybe. And that's what you know. That right there is why things are as drastic as they are. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they are, but they're perceived to be right because you went one and four after Texas. Yeah, against that the worst teams. part of your schedule. Yeah, like I can understand losing to Kansas if you got them late September. If you got them when Jalen Daniels was in his Heisman chase, and you go up to you go up to yeah, Lawrence, right. and, and and even then, it's you shouldn't lose to Kansas. But I can understand it then. Yeah, you give up eleven hundred yards and eighty five points, five hundred and fifty rushing yards in two games. I get it. I get the I get the the scaredness. I yeah. get the worry. Well, and it's so we're you know everybody's uh what have you done for me lately? And this is what we've seen for the last five weeks is this team that is just Not struggling good. to run the ball, yeah. struggling to find open receivers, and then struggling to catch the ball when it does get to them. But up until that te- through the Texas game, you're six and one. The offense is averaging 153 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah, there's the that's three Big Twelve games and that's three non-conference. I get it. But that's still the team that you are, 153 yards a game. You end the year at 131, okay? So that drops by 20 yards a game in your last five games. Your passing average, you're, you're at 313 yards a game. Spencer's Spencer's doing it. He was looking great early on, um, putting up good numbers, and then your center goes out, your right guard goes out, your quarterback goes out, your starting running back goes out. Your backup center goes out. Backup center goes out. You're shifting one of your guards to center. Yeah. And yeah. well, and then they played musical chairs at center. Because, yeah. um, you know, Russ starts, or Russ comes in. and, then, and then gets hurt, comes out. Yep. And yeah. then, so then Russ is out. And then, you know, and so if each week, think about center, um, Preston Wilson. Mm-hmm. There were three games that he went in and got hurt during the game. So either he's, let's say he's practiced. I doubt he practiced. I would doubt it that last So week. you've yeah. got somebody in practice who's different than is going to start in the game. And then whoever starts in the game is your is your better player, but he's already injured. So he doesn't have as much push as he normally does because you probably need your ankles for, you know, if you were trying to, to deadlift as much as you could with a rolled ankle, you're not going to do as much as, as you could with, with, w- with a healthy ankle. I would guess an offensive lineman needs strong need, legs. Needs ankles. Okay, yeah. so, you know, yes, like the the – not only the number of injuries, but the key positions that they came at, and they all hit at once. Yep. And then you've got Dunn up there trying to figure out, well, what can this quarterback do? And then we start all three quarterbacks, and then Gunner is your backup. Now Gunner's not your backup because now we're going to put Rangel in. Well, then Rangel plays, then Rangel gets hurt. Now we're going to start Gunner. Then Gunner has to come out. Well, now we finish the game with Spencer, who's hurt. I mean, it, just an absolute crap show of, of a season that – some of it, um, some of it is just a lot of it is absolute just bad luck. Honestly, sure. it just change churches or something, <laughs> tithe more. Something needs to change off the field, on the field, whatever you believe in. Wear a different undershirt, you know. But another part of it is the scheme has to change. You can't you can't continue this cycle of recruiting a pro-style quarterback and then a dual threat, and then a pro-style quarterback and then a dual threat, and expect that whenever one of them comes out of the game, you can just replace him. Like like Rangel running those quarterback draws, I, 
I'm sure that, you know, everybody loves Casey Dunn. What in the hell are we yeah. doing? The guy's 180 pounds, and you're running him against linebackers who want to hurt him. Well, and then you combine that with everything you just said with the injuries on the offensive line. The scheme doesn't change with the with the injuries on the offensive line. You know, so already you're dealing with backups. You're dealing with backups that probably don't work as well, period, let alone in the scheme that they're running. And then you take the quarterback out and you put a – yeah, it's just – you can't continue, and, I, and I'm not. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions because it's impossible. Because you're you're sitting here, deal like you know the issues in its simplest form. It's injury, mm-hmm. and and you know it, and, and you have re- a f- replacing injured player. Yeah. yeah, and you have fan base that is calling for your head, and you have uh, you have team now. You have players in a in a totally different class of college football that if they're not happy, they could leave at the yes. drop of a hat. So you're trying to keep them happy, and you're trying to find a way to put this team together. And it's like, okay, well, all spring, was this was the plan. All summer, this was the plan. All fall football, this was the plan. The first seven games of the year were 6-1. and one. This is the plan. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you lose more than a third of your scholarship players. And so it's like, we can't change the game plan, but we can't not change a game plan, but we have injured players it's yeah it's and before anybody before anybody goes well okay that's the offense now well you know what what happened to the defense okay Brennan Evers gone yep Tyler Lacey gone those are your those are your two that's like losing your center and your right guard I mean you know now and then you're going to try to run behind the backups well there were holes wide open yeah there were holes open whenever those guys were here as well but they were getting better and and Lacey had a great first eight games you know whatever it was he played uh, I mean, I think he's probably. I'd be shocked if he came. Uh, he can he come back? I don't even remember from last I th- week. But I think I think he's gone. I think he can. He can, but we think he's he's, he's going to go. He's yeah, yeah. So he's gone. You're replacing them with Sioni Asi and uh, Tui Alamaka, and both good. But, yeah, both but, good, but but not y- first three rounds. Love, but then when those guys come out because they can't play every single play now yeah. you like you to your point you're going with fours mm-hmm. going to fives you know so you got those guys out and then well he didn't play a lot you ended up losing Trace Ford Trace Ford gone yeah which is oh, such an unfortunate situation it is I feel so bad for him absolutely mm-hmm. and you hope that this one is uh, a lot easier it doesn't sound like it was an ACL I don't know that the official uh, injury ever ever came out, but mm. you, it doesn't sound like it's an ACL. So hopefully he is. Yeah, the recovery time shouldn't. Right, he should be fine. Yeah, and so you know, a, a lot of fans like you know they're they're scared because of that point you just made. We're in a different climate. Normally, you know, back in two thousand five uh, when Gundy took over is the last time that we didn't make a bowl, and the the mindset back then was. Okay, this team's going to get in there with Rob Glass. They're going to get better. They're going to get stronger. We're going to get recruits in, maybe a transfer to no graduate transfer. What you still had to sit, but you're going to get recruits in. We're going to recruit JUCO. I think we got Dantrell Savage that that off season. Uh, still one of my favorite running backs. Mm-hmm. I love that. I loved watching him run. Um, and you're going to get in the weight room, and you're going to get better. What people are scared to death of right now is that. All of this culture talk, all this cowboy culture, that it's all, you know, not necessarily hogwash because I think Gundy believes it. And I think that it has absolutely won us games, uh, being being a team together. But people think that you're in such a fickle time that kids will just go, well, we're only winning seven to eight games here. Uh, Let's go see what somebody else will do for me. And hope from, from the article, 
that made me think, okay, Gundy didn't walk in there on Monday and it was Black Monday and doop, see ya, see ya, see ya, see ya. That he said they probably had a meeting and he said, get me better players. Get better players and we're going to coach the hell out of them Mm -hmm. because he has good coaches. And when you combine better players with good coaching, you get better results. And, you know, assuming that everybody stays healthy, all all of the pre-prognostications before the season are assuming we stay healthy. Here's, you know, and next year will be an even bigger asterisk on that than this year of, Assuming we stay healthy because yeah. of this year. So well and you and that's the thing, because you return a lot of experience. You return guys that weren't expected to play this year, that played a significant number of snaps, um, that get that gained confidence, that gained, you know, they they trust themselves, they the coaches trust them now. You're gonna bring them back because I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there should not have been any drop off or that there should have been a significant number uh, a significant drop off. But let me just take you back to the first year that Jim Knowles was the defensive coordinator. Let me take you to the second year that Jim Knowles was the defensive coordinator. You had young guys that are now playing in the NFL. You had young guys, and the first six weeks of the season is nothing but, what in the hell was Mike thinking? This guy guy was not ready for Big 12 football. No, and then four years, four or five years later, all of a sudden he goes to Ohio State and it is the end of the world. Yeah. You know, and and now you're getting the now you're getting people talking about, well, we can't afford to pay him the whatever additional that he wanted that Ohio State was able to pay, but yet we give all of our coaches raises and now we're we've announced a fifty five million dollar plan to renovate the stadium. But we couldn't afford to pay him. If you look at what Derek Mason and his defense did at a, like not not just like a little bit, but if you go through the season and you look at, there was significant amount of time that they were a really good unit. Mm-hmm. Now, you lost guys on the defensive line. You lost guys on the back end. You were dealing with musical chairs. You're playing a corner at safety. I think I need to tighten some screws up here. Um, you're you, you're up playing your head. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right here. <laughs> uh, you know, you're playing corners at safety. Safeties. I mean, you're playing redshirt freshmen, true freshmen. You know, guys that have never seen the field. And you play well at times. You look at what they did um, the third, three, basically three quarters at OU. You look at what they did against Texas. You know, you look at what they did against Iowa State. Now they're not a great offense, but they held Iowa State to thirteen points. You know, I mean, at times this was a really good defense. And then injury sets in, attrition sets in. You're having to play a lot of guys that don't know what they're doing. Other than Tyler Lacey, Jason Taylor, I think Thomas Harper probably gone. That's just my personal feeling. Um, he could come back if he wanted to, but I, I think he's so. You're going to lose Tyler Lacey. You've lost Brendan Evers, um, Sione Asi. There's three. You're going to lose Jason Taylor and probably Thomas Harper. There's five. You might lose some other to transfer, but other than that, according to class, you don't lose the linebackers. According to class, you don't lose any of your corners, um, and you return every other safety except for one and a half, depending on if Thomas Harper decides to come back. And Sean Michael Flanagan. And, yeah, well, he, and he, has he has a chance to, to come back. He has to be able to come back. Too. You know, so I mean, you could return 95% of yeah. your defense and just going off of the offers that have gone out in the last two weeks to the to JUCO and to Transfer Portal, you very well could bring in two to four, five defensive pieces that have played at this level. Yeah. It will be okay. Yeah. 
Let's let's go right into that. Let's mm-hmm. go let's go into our Christmas recruiting wish list, okay? I'm ready. We're sitting on Santa's lap here, not creepy at all. Um and whispering into his ear what it yeah. is that you want. Okay. Not creepy at all. So, I want a Harry Potter doll. I want Uh-huh. I want Nick Jarjulo. Jarjulo. Where's he from? Gargiulo. Nick Gargiulo from Yale. Yeah. I want smarts on the offensive line. That's what I want. I want somebody. What's he who, play? He played center. He played. What is the? He played left tackle. What is the smartest? And in, in terms of football, not in terms of people. Yeah. Just when you think center. Yeah. Who's the smartest person on the offensive line? Well, it. My dad would always say the center is the smartest person. He has to make the calls. He's got to do this. He's now do that. You take a center that played at Yale. At Yale. And he's obviously good. I mean, he's not. I, I've seen the complaints on social media about going after Ivy League guys. Are they scared that our GPA is going to go up? I mean, what? There, there's a reason that they're playing uh, Ivy League ball and not at a good university. Yeah, because they're not good. Oh, okay, right. So no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the guy, so against other Ivy Leaguers, he was all conference. Mm-hmm. He has amazing mustache, and so he's smart. There he knows how to use eye black and eye black. Yeah, like he think um, think the character in uh, the program. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like in in the on the Yale, and he is the first photo on the Yale football website. Y'all can go check that out. But uh, so Nick Gargiulo is my number one. I don't. These are in no particular order oh, yeah, for yeah. me anyway. Uh, Gargiulo my, is my number one, by the okay. way. Okay. Yep. Uh, my first one, not number one, my first one is going to be Chance Fitzgerald, the good receiver out of Nolansville. Took an official visit for West Virginia. Um, we he Oklahoma State is very much in the mix to land him. Something that you can never question. You know, you may question play calling. You may question schemes. When Casey Dunn offers a receiver – He's not just offering receivers to offer receivers. Right. He's offering a receiver because he knows that kid can ball out. Now, they don't always pan out at the collegiate level, but Casey Dunn knows how to recruit wide receivers. And Chance Fitzgerald out of Owensville in Tennessee, he is a damn good wide receiver. Yeah. So he's my he's top of my list. And I that'll I think that'll come down to right around signing day is is when we'll know because there's a couple other schools in the mix. So I think I think he'll make his decision leading up to signing day. Yep. All right. Number two is I'm going to stay on the offensive line because we need help. Yeah, we do. Joshua Braun. I'm saying Braun. Could be Brown. I haven't seen Brown. It's spelled uh, spelled Braun to me. So Joshua Braun from Florida, six six three fifty. Yeah. And when you look at and and here's the thing, people are well. He hasn't played a lot. He hasn't played in a lot of games. He he. Why is he transferring? When you look at the offers that he has yeah. from transferring. Penn State, Florida State, you know, there's some big time programs that are going after him, and he has requested a midweek off- uh, official visit. So he's apparently he is he is incredibly interested in Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. Just go through his, look him up on on Twitter or look him up on Google and look at the schools that have offered. Any and, idea why midweek? I thought, that's I, what he's wanted. Well, I know, but, that, like, no, but if you go through the rest of the schools, they're like midweek. Vi- like he'll take unofficials. Like, like I think he went to. Uh, he went to Florida schools. I think he went to UCF for a football game. He went to Florida State for a football game. Yeah. But those are just unofficials. His official visits are like midweek. Like there was a report that he was going to take an official midweek to Penn State. I don't know why it's midweek. Well, I don't know. Want to see what the actual what the school is like when it's alive. Outside I mean, of Yeah, you're not going to see that on a on a game day. Well, 
You're not going to see it now at this point. He's not going to see on a weekend. Right. St- you know, OSU's kind of vacant. Sure. Well, and even still, I mean, even if he shows up on a game day, you're not going to get because that that right there tells me that he is interested in things other than football. Yeah. Like if he if he wants to show up on a Tuesday afternoon for an official for th- Wednesday Thursday, that means he wants to know what the classrooms are like. He wants to know what the university is like, not just game day. Because you can you can watch film. You know they've they have experiences to show you what a game day is like. Now obviously it's not like experiencing it. But you can get a feel for what a game day is like. But if you're going somewhere to get a, a degree, that's a midweek visit. I felt bad for anybody that was coming to any of the recruits that were coming to that West Virginia. Well, and that's game. Nolan's. That there, that's a uh, that's Fitzgerald. Yeah. There's a handful that were here. Uh, a couple out of uh, Louisiana, Taj uh, Taj McCoy out of uh, out of the city. A um, couple more, and they ended up like they started the game, and then they ended up watching it in the team room, which is not a bad place to watch a football no, game. No, that's a that's that's a big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so my second one uh, is an offer that went out pretty recently as uh, Tulsa linebacker Justin Wright. Um, he's been good. He's he's got some, he's got some really good numbers. And what's fun is it, it plays into one of yours. Uh, Wright retweeted Goodlow's offer. Yeah, and was like, hey. yes. so like he's hyped. Y'all come together. How well, about that? Well, and that goes back. You know, when you look at uh, we talked about it yesterday. Tulsa puts out great athletes. When you look at Jackson Player, OSU wanted Jackson Player. Think about you add him to the defensive line this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a big get. So yeah, the the Tulsa these transfers. There's some good football players. Yeah. So Anthony just transition right in. Anthony Goodlow. They just offered what two days ago? Yesterday, two days ago. He's uh, he or, officially announced it today. I guess I should say either Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, or today it was announced today. So Friday. Yeah. So, officially um, today. Good deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Anthony Goodlow, if you can get Goodlow and Wright, uh, and Tulsa has always given us fits. Yeah. And they're, they just let go of their coach, Philip Montgomery. He has always given us fits. I would love to see him in the program somehow. Analyst I, or something. Analyst. I mean, if, if, if we make a coaching change somewhere, I, I would love to see Philip Montgomery in sure. the OSU program. Sure. Um, my other one is going to be uh, Marjavius Moss. He's a four-star corner out of uh, Shreveport Northwood uh, or Northwood Shreveport, however you want to say it. Um, when you look at corners out of the state of Louisiana, who recruits corners for Oklahoma State? Duffy, isn't it? How many, how many corners has he put in the NFL? Oh, Duffy? Yeah. Uh, quite a few. There are three currently in the three NFL. Three in the NFL right Redarius now? Darius Williams. You've got... Um, Oh, for pizza, uh, Christian Holmes, Holmes and AJ Green. Yep. And uh, you're about to have Bernard Converse, and you're about to have. Um, I bet McAllister will get a shot. McAllister. Well, he's a safety. Yeah, I know. Okay, but didn't um, he come here as a corner though? Probably. I think so. And they moved him. He was either a safety, corner safety. Yeah, I think it was or like that. corner safety. Right. Um, but Jark Bernard Converse is going to be an NFL corner. Guess where he's from? Louisiana. Yep. When you look at uh, Radarius Williams, he's out of Louisiana. Um, and there is, let me double check on this because I'm fairly certain that I'm right, but I don't want to say it until I, until I know, uh, corner, down, 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 down,
Tim Duffy knows how to recruit Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Marjavius Moss, that's just another that's another link in the Tim Duffy knows how to recruit corners and out of Louisiana chain. So yeah, give me give me Marjavius Moss. Take me back to the Ivy League. Yeah. For number four, I want Shane Cokes, another defensive lineman. So I'm I'm hammering a lot on the offensive line, defensive line. To me, your team starts there. Uh, you can have all the great receivers and running backs you want, but if there's not holes and there's not time for the quarterback to get the ball there, it doesn't matter. So give me Shane Cokes out of uh, Dartmouth defensive line. Big boy that uh, you, you put him and uh, and Goodlow next to each other. By the way, Goodlow is a sixth-year grad transfer. Will be mm-hmm. six, he's played five, so he get, he's that uh, graduate transfer. Uh, Gargiulo is, I think, has – Two years left, if I'm, if, I think he has. I think so. I think he has two. Braun, I think, has three. Yes, Braun has three. And so Robert brought this up on his show this week. Something you have to think about with these players: the the schools, the the, the Wild West has changed a little bit. It's not pure free agency with one year contracts uh, that everybody got scared about. When a player transfers now, the first time he transfers, free and clear. You're eligible immediately. Go for it. The second, the team that takes that player is on the hook for his scholarship, not necessarily to pay it, but it goes against their 85 Correct. for the rest of that player's eligibility. So if it's one year, if it's a, if it's a, uh, if it's a, who did I say just now? Anthony Goodlow. If it's a Goodlow, you're on, you're on the hook for one year. If he gets injured game one, if he comes in here tra- and then leaves, quits, you still have – that's against your 85. But a, a Josh Braun who has three years left, when he transfers out of Florida, OSU, let's just say OSU right. takes him. OSU's on the hook for three years for – he accounts against the 85, even if he goes somewhere else. I just – I don't – I think that's going to be something that the – I think who – if it's the NCAA or whatever governing body, that's going to have to be something that they change. Because if he decides to show up here – like, I get it. They're on the hook for his scholarship. Yeah. But if he decides it's not for him and he wants to leave, that's not that's not an Oklahoma okay. State. So I don't agree with that. If he does that, if he does what you just said, now he has to sit a year. We're back and to that's, that. And that's on him. It is. So now if he, if he transfers – so now where it is that – first you have to – you know, there was the 1,400 kids or something like that that entered the portal last year that never came out of it. So first you have to decide – Hey, is there somewhere that I'm going to go? And second, you have to decide: is that somewhere that I am definitely committed to next year? So the, the I the actually remainder. I'm glad you mentioned that because I have those numbers. Um, in 1920 uh, academic, 4,700 football players entered the portal. Uh, 1,700 found almost 1,800 found a home. That's 38 percent. 20 to 21, 6,200 entered the portal, and 25 almost 2,600 found a home. That's 41. And then 21, 22, 8,000 entered the portal. Um, 3,000 found a home. That's 41%. In the last three years, 19,217 football prospects entered the portal and only 7,695 found a home. 40% over the last three years actually landed somewhere yeah. else. Well, and that's 60% that are looking at somebody in their group, and, and probably not all 60 because I'm sure some transfer and eventually went, yeah, you know what, Like, I'm glad I'm not getting hit anymore and – and you know my knees will be healthy for for more years, but so that's uh, still call it another forty percent are looking at their family and representatives going. I thought 
I thought this was a good idea. Yeah. You know, I don't know why I'm not playing. I don't know why you, nothing against right. UCO, but a Division right. two is the only ones calling. Right. And so I'm going to – this is an assumption. I'm going to assume that of those 60% on that – of those numbers – did that take into account like dropping a level or I, it, it doesn't? It no, just okay. says it just says finding a home. Found a home. Yeah. Okay. So so whether that's JUCO, whether that's two, yeah. three, whatever it is, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with my next one. It it's interesting, um, because I'm I don't know if I'm gonna go high school. I'll probably I'll I'll go another transfer. Um, Dre McCray. First of all, that's a great name. That is a great name. Um, but he's a receiver out of Austin P. He's 5'9", 177 pounds, so he's obviously an inside guy. Um, 76 receptions, 1,021 yards, 9 touchdowns. Average 16.5 yards a catch this year. Before this season, had 53 receptions for 882 yards. He had over 1,000 all-purpose yards and 8 touchdowns. Uh, Louisville and Oregon are the other two schools that are in on him. Most Oregon player I've ever heard right there. Add another <laughs> five nine fast. Yeah, add, so a, that, add another speedster, and that's that's something that I would love to see our receivers do is just add, just back to that adding speed. We've got yeah. the big guys. You got the Bryson Greens. You've got the Shetron. Give me some give me some pure speed guys. Yeah. So I I'd love to see Dre McCray. Dre McCray. D R A E M C C R A Y. Dre in McCray. my in my whispering into Santa's ear. I'm I'm wanting and news sort of news came out today. I know you're trying to to confirm this that I want Zane Flores yeah. to and it's Flores, Flores. not Flores, Correct. Flores, Flores to stay committed. We need that quarterback in yeah. this class that it, it anchors the class and he's going to be a January guy. I'm a big fan of January, especially quarterbacks, yeah. uh, JUCO guys. That uh, you know transfers all these guys give me one more time with Rob Glass in their career, and I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I think I think even before that report came out today, there's someone uh, saying that um, the Nebraska approached him, and he said, "I'm not interested. I'm I'm committed to." Oklahoma and you State. knew that Matt Rule Matt Rule has to do that, absolutely. Or whoever the offensive coordinator, they have to go check on the Nebraska uh, player of the year. Absolutely. Uh, and my other one is going to be my little, you know, crystal ball. You know, this is this is my cheat one here. Um, but it's Mason Cop. You know, there's reports that uh, that he that he's thinking about transferring, that he's trying to figure it out. Um, there's a report that A and M is tampering, which, I mean, there's reports that A and M paid forty million dollars for a recruiting uh, recruiting class, and that's I'm, yet to come to fruition. But I will believe. Until proven innocent, no, all things against A and M. I would agree. So. Well, especially with how many players from A and M are transferring out. Yeah, like and I, I, the the fun little uh, storyline about A and M now is like you had all these high school kids and all these transfers that like okay, I'm going to go to A and M for a year. I'm going to get my million plus dollars, and then I'm going to transfer and I'm going to go where I really want to go, where yeah. I can where I can actually play and we can win ball games. So, um, but Mason, even if A and M is not in the mix. Um, Obviously, it's a rumor, and so like I'm not. I guess technically, I'm dealing with a rumor, but that's one guy the defense can't afford to lose. If you're looking at the impact that Mason Cobb had in year one of him actually being a guy, it was you know he was just spectacular. He was so good. He was he was electric. Now he learned on the fly. Same same as Xavier Benson, who struggled quite a bit this year. But both of these guys are learning, at the, learning on the fly. They're trying to figure it out. They're playing every snap. 
that's that's a guy that Oklahoma State can't afford to lose is Mason Cobb. So whether it's NIL, whether it, I don't know what it might, whatever. Um, that's that's a guy that is on my list. And you know what? I may put him at the top. There you go. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one to have at the top, no doubt. Is keeping your starting middle linebacker. No question. So, so there you go. Santa Santa's got work to do. Please, please don't let my guy leave. Let me get the pieces I want out of the portal. That's all I ask for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This is a this is an Monday is going to be interesting because that's when the portal officially opens for non grad transfers and non guys that had their coaches fired or quit. So, someone was like, "Well, how come how come you guys aren't reporting on, you know, players that may or may not transfer from Oklahoma State?" It's because no one's announced yet. Right, like that's why that's why because no one's there is not publicly anyway, and I don't think privately either. There's yet to be an Oklahoma State player come out and say I'm unhappy. I'm going to try my hand somewhere else. I'm not playing, or I don't like this coach, or whatever it is. I'm going to go somewhere. That hasn't happened. Now there will be people that we transfer. Fully expect somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether that's is, whether sure. that's a, a a guy that is didn't play this year, whether that's a young guy, whether that's a guy that's just unhappy with his position or is it, whatever it might be there. Or has, has played in one has played here for five sure. years. Gra- and, a grad transfer. Sp- right. Spencer Sanders is a good example. Yes. Is he going to transfer? Is he not going to transfer? Has he done all he can in Oklahoma state? Is he going to go somewhere else? Is he going to try his hand in professional football? I don't know, but Spencer is, that's the, that's like one a for me is, is Spencer, you know, is he going to announce, is he coming back? What's he going to do? And do not sit there and believe for one second that Mike Gundy, quote, doesn't talk to his players. I, yeah. Do not that believe was a that little, for one so As he was, was saying that, I was going, uh, you know, you give uh, him the side eye going. We all were. Yeah. we uh, like. It, I can't believe the next hand didn't go up and say, do you want to clarify that? It was. <laughs> it was. It was. And I, I, I get, I, we got to get out of here, but I understand his reasoning. It's NIL. Like, the head coach has an impact. There's no question position coaches have an impact. But with these guys, it's it's almost, and that's where Robert is like it's the Wild West. It's really no longer about the university and playing and trying to make it to the NFL. It's how can I make the most money on the way to the NFL? And Now, there's a good portion of these guys that it's still, you know, I'm unhappy because of my position coach. Not I'm unhappy with I'm getting it, the not a lot of NIL or whatever it is. But there are guys that they have representation, and they have family has always played a big role. Where does mom want me to play? Where does dad want me to play? What does mom and dad think about these coaches? But now more than ever, you know, that, that was the whole rumor with Jarek, you know, going to LSU is his, you know, they were approached with like hundred thousand dollars in a car or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's hard to turn down, but you also have to look at Jarek growing up in Louisiana. Sure. That's the hometown team, you know. That's I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that LSU tampered or anything like that. But I have been to that stadium after hours. Uh, yeah, you you, you, you broke know, in. <laughs> I, they they allowed. The, they left they the, left gate, the open. gate open. And it, that's, that's they were legal. inviting me in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just happened to find the right gate. But yeah. that so that that is a hard place to say uh, no to, especially if you grew up in the shadow of it. Yeah, no question. So I mean, it, there will be guys that transfer out, but representation, parents, they play a bigger role now than ever, and it's yeah. all about money. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, Monday is, I, I think Monday, I'm not saying that Monday is going to be really big for Oklahoma State. I'm talking about transfer portal and college football in general. Yes. It's going to be a, it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to yeah. be a rush. You're going to see a lot of guys leaving. You're going to see a lot of guys committing on that day or a couple days after, but I think it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be nerve wracking. 
You know, it is, no but, doubt. But it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. So, uh, final thoughts? Uh, so, I don't remember if you said earlier that we were going to touch basketball, but I'm going to give a one-line uh, win more. Uh, and uh, <laughs> just, just you got, got to win more. Yeah. Uh, they the, And foul less. How about that? We'll say foul less. We will do two podcasts next week. Ooh. We'll do a transfer portal podcast, yep. and then we'll do a short basketball podcast. Okay. That sounds that? good. All right, that's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. You can catch me at ZLancaster91 on Twitter. Uh, BMurphy47. Uh, you can catch us at Pokes Report on Twitter and PokesReport.com. That's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. We'll talk to you next time here. I say that a lot, right? Pokesport. You can catch us on PokesReport.com.